because when in doubt, when things are gets difficult on, on, on when you have to make a hard decision, if you stick to the values of a company and the vision of a company, most of the time, like 99.9% .9 of the time, you're gonna make the right decision. Everyday triumphs, extraordinary outcomes, a space where narratives connect. This is the Big Idea Box podcast. Born at the Lab Miami, this podcast invites all entrepreneurs to share, support, and empower. Before, before we, we go into the conversation, I just wanted to introduce myself. My name is Juan Pablo de Alessandro, and I work for, for Endeavor Miami. Endeavor, for the ones who don't know, is, is, uh, is an organization that helps entrepreneurs scale and, and grow their businesses. The reason why we exist is we, we believe and we understand that small and medium-sized businesses are the engines of, of, of economies, right? So we want to make sure that we give this, uh, this, this small and medium-sized businesses the tools, the resources, and the knowledge for them to keep growing, uh, to keep scaling, to generate more jobs and generate more wealth, and which in turn becomes a, a vicious cycle, right? So the, the way we help these entrepreneurs is we, we leverage a mentor network that we have. Uh, we have more than 3,000 mentors around the world in, in more than 37 countries. And we use their expertise to help these entrepreneurs grow and scale their business. Now, to become an Endeavor entrepreneur, you need to go through a very robust selection process that can take between eight months to 12 months, or maybe even more, depending on the stage of the company, um, where you get, where these companies get a lot of work in, in doing due diligence, and we get a lot of mentors and people evaluating their businesses. But once you become an Endeavor entrepreneur, you get access to the, to the, to the worldwide network of Endeavor. Right, so Eddie, who's joining us, uh, kindly joining us here tonight, is he's one of the founders of FastMind, who, which is an Endeavor and Endeavor company. Right, so we're going to ask a couple of questions to Eddie, and maybe uh, later we'll we'll open it up to to Q and A. We'll be super grateful if you can write your questions on the on the chat. And before we dive into the questions, uh, we put some instructions in the chat as well, so that everyone can better uh, better see the screen through the platform. So basically what we're gonna ask you is for everyone to hide their non-video participants. The way you do this is you click at the top of your screen for gallery view. And once you're in this gallery view, you just hover, hover over the participant video uh, with no video on. Just click on the three blue dots and drop down the, to click the hide non-video participants. So having said that, uh, Eddie, thank you so much for, for, for coming in or, or connecting tonight. I wanted, we wanted to ask you a couple of questions so that everyone can understand a little bit more about well, you as an entrepreneur and, and Fastman as a, as a business. Let's dive in. I wanted to ask you the first thing is what, what were you doing before Fastman and, and how, did you, how did that lead to you building the successful business that you have today? Well, first, before we start, I want to say thank you for, for inviting me. Thank you, uh, Rachel and the, and the Lab Miami for keep doing these kind of events, despite the, the situation that we're living in. And of course, Endeavor organization for always uh, supporting us as an, as an entrepreneurs in the, in the good and, and in the bad ones. We started a few years ago, like seven years ago, as a mobile game, game developers. We used to create games for, for smartphones. And we developed a technology that uh, helped our games make them viral. So it was the technology to uh, allow uh, players to, um, I mean, or, or users to play seamlessly without even have to download the game. And, and it was a very um, social experience. A few years ago to two years ago, we, we saw an opportunity to leverage, I mean, to leverage our, our technology and our engine to not only make video games virals, but any other kind of content or product that uh, goes on online. That's why we decided to create um, to a spin-off what, of, uh, for what is FastMind today. And yeah, that's, that's our background. I mean, me as a kid, I used to uh, play a lot of video games where I was, and that was one of the, the first things that I wanted to do. I did it. We uh, luckily had a very successful game, especially in the Hispanic market. It's called Wordly or Apensar in Spanish. We were nominated as a best game of Google Play 2015. And that, that journey taught us a lot of uh, the technology industry and definitely has helped us uh, to, 
uh, be where we are right now. That's great. That's great. So, so for the ones who don't know you or Fastmine, what, what problems does the company solve and you know, what is the solution that you have built? Fastmine is helping enterprises increase their digital ad campaigns conversion rates. As I said, we're using our, our we base our um, platform in the engine that we build for um, make viral mobile games, but now to boost their digital um, advertisement campaigns. And the way we're doing it is that create a platform that we allow uh, these companies to create personalized landing pages for their customers at a scale, like they can create 50, hundreds of uh, landing pages for one uh, digital ad campaign that is highly personalized for each one of their customers' segments, and that increase the, you know, the, the conversion rates. These, these landing pages let the users or their customers, sorry, purchase the product or consume their content in the best way for the, for the consumer or for the, for the user. So it's a, like a micro site where they decide, for example, if it's a pair of shoes where it's more comfort, comfortable for them to buy that pair of shoes. Okay, so can, can, you, can you just give us a brief example of maybe one of the brands that you have, that you have worked with just to, to, to better explain how to, uh, yeah, a specific example of how the platform would work for a user like me. I'm just using Facebook. Yeah. And I yes, uh, uh, staying with the same example of a pair of shoes, we have been working with uh, Nike. So when they're launching a, let's say, Facebook uh, campaign, a Facebook ad, and uh, you know, you're, you're, you're scrolling your, your feed and you see the, the new pair of shoes, super like great colors and, and caught your attention. After you click that ad, you're thinking to a personalized landing page that is specifically for you, depending on like your, your uh, region, where you're located, uh, your your language preferences, um, okay. uh, dozens of different variables, and then you can choose where do you want to buy that pair of shoes. If it's on Nike.com, or if it's on the nearest Food Locker, or if it's on Walmart, Target, like you decide, and then the system keeps learning and learning, and always starts suggesting. In the, in this case, uh, retailers that are relevant for you, Juan Pablo, for example. Perfect. That, that, that's super clear. So Eddie, this, this question, I actually don't think I, I, I've ever asked you before, but I know, I know of course, you and your brother Jorge really well. So what, what is the key of starting and, and working in a business with, with your brother? That's a, that's a great question. Definitely in order to, to make the, the partnership work, one of the key things that we were, we are super lucky that we, our parents uh, taught us uh, good values, uh, values and principles like you know respect, be humble, always like listen to each other. So, so that's the first thing. If you, I mean, you have to, you have to have uh, good values and principles as a human being, uh, and that that's not only apply for your brother but for any other uh, any other person that you like you co uh, it's going to be your co-founder. But um, but when it's family, it's like even more because always the like the family relationship comes first that, that i would say that's the number one and number two things that definitely each one has to have their uh different like very specific and, and different roles it cannot you like it cannot overlap their the roles or responsibilities so in in our case i run all the the tech and the product team graphic designers etc and uh, he runs all the like commercial and marketing like and uh, each, each one of us has the roles very, very well defined and, and are responsible and accountable for our, our areas. And, and that way, you know, like it's, it's, it's harder to like, when, when you wanna like be co-CEOs or co-presidents, it's, that's a little bit tougher. I wouldn't recommend that. I think that's one of the, um, one of the keys. Yeah. Yeah, so, so your roles and responsibilities don't overlap with each other, right? It's, yes. it's really interesting. And, and sorry, I, I want to add a, a, another thing that we recently started, well, a, a few years ago, two, three, four years ago, that when we established our uh, advisory board, uh, when, when our decisions, like when none of us are certain in to which decision make, so we, we 
I go to our advisory boards and, and you know ask for help and and then we listen other uh, other people's expertise and experience and then we it's it's easier to make an educated decision that way rather than than going with one one option or another but and at the end of the day he's the ceo he has the last word and and he has to be very clear one of one of the two has to be like they're responsible to take the final, final, final decision in the toughest time. Uh, in our case, it's him, and, and we're both okay with that. And if all those rules are clear since the beginning, I mean, it's uh, it's easier to to get along and, and to make a, to build a successful company. Yeah, it's it's really interesting that you mentioned that because I mean that applies, of course, to to uh, working with your brother or any other family member, but also with with working with basically anyone, any co-founders, having those, those lines very clear and, and set up before, before starting to operate is, is, is very helpful, at least from what we've seen in the past. So another, another personal thing that I know about you is that, is that you're from, from Venezuela, right? And, and right before everyone was coming in, I was asking you how long you've been here in the U.S. for. And I, I was just curious, I just wanted to understand how migrating from, from your home country, Venezuela, has, has helped you become a, a better entrepreneur or it has, yeah, it has helped you through, through this entrepreneurial journey here in the U.S. Yes, I've been, I've been living here in Miami since, uh, like, as I said, almost eight years ago now. It's, it's a challenge. I mean, not, not I mean, any person who has um, migrated from, from their home country uh, especially at uh, adult ages, they they know it's not easy. It's not easy to get used to the a new a new culture, a new language, and and it's even harder to start uh, their their own business. Uh, but I think, I mean, I'm 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 super optimistic by nature, so I always see the the glass uh, half full. So you have to take that into your advantage, and and because we have to. Uh, work harder, you know, to understand the culture, to to um, understand the, uh, like the, the details in the language, uh, the, the way people do uh, business, the way the way people do partnerships here. So because you have to put an extra effort and work even harder, at the end of the day, that discipline to that to that every single day pays off. I mean, you, because we are working extra extra harder. To compensate that, uh, um, like I would say, handicap. That's that's it better because you're working harder than than any, anyone else. And if you're if you're consistent and persistent, at the end, thing, it will pay it off. That's great. Yeah, I mean, for uh, being here in Miami, there's there's a lot of people that come from 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 abroad. So most probably, hopefully, that that answer can can help resonate with a lot of the audience here. So yeah, that, that's one of the main things that we like about Miami because Miami is a, a city or, or South Florida. It's a region that holds a, a lot of people from different, different countries, not only Latin America, but also Europe, Canada. And, and it's, it's, like, it's kind of like we're all in the same page and uh, that multicultural diversity that it, you can feel it like in the air in, in, when, when you go to, to places like the lab Miami, like uh, sharing a space, like uh, working, um, share, yeah, sharing spaces. You see that, like, you know, that vibe. And it, you know, it is also good because you see that everyone is like putting their best. They are, they are trying to like, you know, achieve the American dream. And, uh, but that diversity of, of thinking also helps, the, also helps the, the ecosystem here in Miami. Yeah, it's, it, it definitely is a, a melting pot. And, and personally, I, I have lived in other cities in the U.S. as well. And I mean, this might be just my personal experience, but I, I, I haven't felt so comfortable being an immigrant and, and working with other, with, with, yeah, with people from abroad as I have felt in, in Miami compared to other cities. So it, it is definitely a melting pot. So one, one thing that I wanted to ask you, Eddie, is a couple of days ago, you wrote a, a, an interesting post on, on, on LinkedIn. And, you know, you mentioned that you built three companies in the past and you were sharing a little bit of things that you have learned over, over your entrepreneurial journey. So it'd be great if you could share this uh, with the audience, uh, all, all these learnings that either you posted on LinkedIn or, or whatever extra learning you can, you can share with us. Um, here's my daughter here. That's, that's uh, the good things to work uh, from home. Hola. Okay. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking about the things that I've learned, or I mean, I will say the, all the mistakes that we have made that have uh, teach us a lot of things, a lot, a lot of things. I would say number one is have, you have to be focused. Just give me one second, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The great thing about uh, working from home is that you get to spend a lot of time with the family and that, and that people get used to, to having kids around and dogs and cats, right? So you're not going to be punished for this. No, 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 no. I've seen super funny videos in the internet about like kids. Uh, the BBC interview one is still the best one by oh, far. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. That's, that's huge, yeah. Because that happened uh, before the, the, the COVID uh, situation, so it, it is more funny because of it. was a visionary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I would say, number one, you have to be super focused, laser focused. You have to find the tools, the techniques, the ways to, um, to like, take the most out of every single minute that you have in the day. You have to have, like, the frameworks, the discipline to be, to be focused and, and to be productive. Number two, following the same, like, the same line of thoughts, it's you have to give your, yourself a due dates and, and like timelines and, and time constraints because if if you don't do that like you can you can spend you can spend one month building a business plan or doing a market uh, research but but you don't have that time as, a, as an entrepreneur especially in, in a new in a new country like you don't have that you don't have the luxury to have that time our resources are limited are expensive so you have to say i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna take one day, one week, and, and uh, I'm gonna move forward to the next thing and move forward to the next thing. And uh, to help you do that, and here comes my, my, my third uh, point, it's done is better than perfect. I mean, you have, to, you have to do your best, but do it quickly and then launch it and then move forward, and then, but then learn. Uh, you all have to learn and, and, and be humble to, to listen what your customers, I say, your first customer, your first user, your, your first, I don't know, uh, partnerships. So you have to learn, learn, adapt, and, and keep working. Like the, do, doing that cycle, that iteration as fast as you can. Be focused and, and don't be perfectionist. I mean, it's, it's one of the main mistakes that we have done so many times in the past with like different projects and none of those projects that we have like over being like over perfectionist none of them has became uh, become successful and uh, on the contrary all of the all of the projects that we have like build up prototype fast and and put in the market and then see what happens and and learn from from the mistakes and, and from what it worked and what and what it, it didn't work uh, those definitely those uh, projects are the one who has a uh, rise and, and being super successful. Yeah, and, and to that point, I mean, especially in, in, in this world, in the entrepreneurial world, in your world, making something perfect, it doesn't even make sense, not just from the time that it takes, but also because most probably it's going to be changed within the next few months, right? There's a lot of, I mean, we've seen that a lot in all the companies that we meet where people build something and then it gets just because they grow then, or they go to a different type of customer, then it gets reshaped so many times that it's, it's, it's really interesting that you mentioned that. So I think, I think Sheryl Sandberg was, was uh, the person who had that quote, you know, done is better than perfect. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We really and, was, uh, yeah. and you know what? It's, I would say it's the number one reason that I've seen other startups fail. I mean, I have a lot of friends who are uh, founders of, uh, tech startups not only here in Miami but in Latin America and and I mean it's the, I would say it's the num at least in my experience the one that I've seen uh, in, in first hand is the number one reason why startup fail it's they don't understand that they have to release their first product I mean you, you're not going to be comfortable with your with your first version it's whatever I and mean, this applies not only for tech companies it applies for everything like I know that traditional businesses are a little bit different but but if you if you think about it like deeply, it's, it it applies as well. So you have to the thing the key is that you have to learn fast, and the way to learn fast what works and what doesn't work is that you have to launch fast. So there's no other way. Like you're not gonna 
uh, learn uh, if your product or your idea or your prototype works if it's only in your, on your mind or on your computer. Yeah, there's another, another thing that you mentioned in that post was that persistence is also key. And I think it's, it's super relevant to, to mention that here too, because I mean, to become an entrepreneur, to become a successful entrepreneur, basically anything, persistence is, 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 it is really crucial. Yeah, I, sum, I, I summarize it like the game, it's over only when you quit. Like, this is not a video game like, oh yeah, you're running out of time or whatever. Like, it's only when you quit or, or, or like, you have to always like keep moving forward, keep pedaling, keep, keep swimming, keep like, and, and, and sometimes, you know, when you, when you exercise and you say, hey, today I feel like lightweight, like I'm running and I, I feel like a feather and other days like, you, oh, you're, I'm feeling like super heavy, but at the end you keep, you keep running, you keep, uh, you want to finish your, your, your mile or your lap. It's, it's the same. Some days you're going to feel uh, heavier and some, some days you're going to, you're going to feel uh, lighter, but uh, you have, you have to keep swimming. Like there is no, there's no other way. Like yeah. no one is going to do it for you. No one is going to, uh, and if you want to build the product or the company that you have in, in your mind and you want to make it successfully, you, you, you have to keep, you have to keep trying. That's a great analogy, by the way, for, for, for anyone in the audience who, who exercises, I'm sure they, they'll, they'll resonate with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let me ask you, I wanted to, I wanted to ask, how do you handle adversity and doubt? I mean, being an entrepreneur, this happens a lot, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. And, and it's, it would be great for the audience and for me also to learn a little bit about how you cope with that. Yes. As everyone said, being an entrepreneur is a roller coaster. And the first up and downs are, are really, really tough because when you're optimistic, when things are going well, then you think you like, you made it like, boom, like I did it. Like I have my life solved and, and because you're super optimistic. Right. But then when the down comes, it, 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 it like, it, it gets you. Right. But, uh, I think the way I, I always handle is first, if it's something work related, the, the relationship and the communication that I have with my, um, my brother, my co-founder is it's, it's really, really great. It's amazing. So uh, we, we sit down and talk to each other and try to figure out a way. He's, if I'm optimistic, he's like twice optimistic as I am. So it's easier to talk with him when, when, when we're facing uh, uh, challenges. So, but, um, and then if, if it's something that uh, we're really struggling, that, that definitely we have the, also my wife is a huge, huge support. I always rely on her to like, you know, to find that, that extra piece of strength that, that you need to like uh, keep, keep pedaling and, and keep running and keep moving forward. So definitely I'm super lucky to have a, a very, very close family, uh, not only my brother, my, my parents, my sister, and, and, and my wife at home and, and my daughters, like every time, Especially when when you're young, I have a four, as you saw, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So they're in that age that everything is a game, everything is, is is love, and that helps a lot. So so I, I my family is my my biggest support, definitely. Yeah, that, I mean that's really nice. I hope your wife is listening. Having uh, are you recording this? Are you re yes, yes, it's recording. Don't worry, we'll send it. To you. Um, so, and, and 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 I know you're you're start feeling it because you're recently uh, yeah. became parent, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, definitely having the house in order is, is, is a plus, right? So, as everyone knows, we're in a, we're in a very particular context around the world. And, and I just wanted to ask you, how has FastMind dealt with, with the crisis that's, thus far? In the company, I mean, when crisis hits, the, the biggest, I would say the biggest threat is fear. It's the uncertainty. We, we tend to, to make things bigger than they are actually. I'm, I'm not saying that this is, this is something on, on with like no, no, no precedence. Uh, this is super tough. And uh, the way we, the way we, at least with our, with our team, with our employees, the way we handle things that we did three things. Number one, we, my brother and I sit down and make a, like a projection, different scenarios, like worst case, better case, worst of the worst case, like we, we run, we tend to run different scenarios and then we make decisions and plans for each one of the scenarios. So 
if we hit this, then we're going to do this. If we things go this way, well, then we're going to do this. We'll be right back after this short break. If you're looking for a space to find motivated and inspired individuals for more opportunity, check out The Lab Miami. Our space is the original co-working community located in the heart of the Wynwood Arts District. We believe entrepreneurs, startups, and corporations alike need an open and inspiring place to gather, experiment, and foster connections. At The Lab, we offer creative workspace solutions, including co-working, virtual offices, dedicated desks, and full-service private office suites. We're also an event venue for off-site meetings, conferences, workshops, and receptions alongside hosting our own curated events targeted towards entrepreneurs like you. You're invited to learn, act, and build with our innovative community. To get more involved, feel free to pass by for a visit or contact us via email at info at Learn more on our website at www.thelabmiami.com. And since like week one, we prepared that. And, and as soon as we saw that, or we're seeing that things are going this way or that way, it's easier for us to make decisions because we like, we kind of prepare for that, right? Uh, and number two, we, we then take the, the hardest decisions and the hardest, hardest measurement we, we make. We did it fast. We did it like super fast because that way uh, you, you remove like a lot of uncertainty in your team. So we definitely have to make a few um, salary uh, cuts and et cetera. And, and number three, and it's like the summary of what uh, point number one and two, it's a better, the best thing you can do in these situations is to have extra transparency and, and extra communication, uh, not only between management team, but also with every single employee. So we are doing weekly meetings with all the staff. We are doing uh, daily um, meetings with the management team. We're doing like, we're doing a lot of measurements to make sure that our, our team and our employees are well aware of where are we right now and where we're planning to do. And we prepare a plan, a plan like definitely a plan to overcome this challenge. And, and everyone knows in the company what is the, is the plan, where is there, there are like key responsibilities in, in these moments. And, and they know where are we all running uh, right now. So because if you don't do that, people start panicking, productivity goes down and, and people start like being extra, extra afraid. And, and that, that's what uh, destroys a, a company in this, in this situation. But if everyone is stick together, know what they do, know what we're, uh, what we're doing, and, uh, what we're doing and, and why we're doing it, we, we like close that, I mean, strength that relationship with every single team member uh, and then we can move forward. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. During these times of, of, of crisis, open communication and transparency is always uh, a good strategy, right? So to the, to, to the next question that I wanted to ask you is, I know you have led a, a very interesting initiative to, to help small and medium-sized businesses during, during this particular crisis. And it'd be great if you could tell us a little bit about what you have done, how you have, what impact you have had in this type of businesses and, and what you have learned throughout the process of doing this. Yes, I mean, as I said at the beginning, our main focus is in uh, large enterprises. We are uh, working with uh, a lot of uh, Fortune 500s, but, and that's our, uh, that's, I mean, that's our, um, our core business and that's how we, we make money. So, but we enable our platform so local businesses, especially restaurants that are one of the industries that are more uh, impacted or, or, or yeah, has suffered the most, uh, can benefit to um, offer their services, especially deliveries and, and pickups online in a like easier, faster way. A lot of, I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine that nowadays, but a lot of uh, uh, restaurants doesn't even have a website today. So so we allow them to create a, a social uh, sorry an um, online presence for free in in just a few minutes so 
they can, as I said, offer their services and let the, you know, their, their community and their customers know that they are still operating and they can do the, either deliveries or, or takeout. We started with a lot of our restaurants here in, in Miami, but, uh, but now we are expanding, expanding for um, uh, Latin America and, and hopefully the rest of the, the rest of the country, the rest, the rest of the United States. That's great. That's great. So, so on behalf of all those businesses that you're helping out, thank you. Now changing the subject completely, or maybe not completely, but the next question I had for you is what, what keeps you up at night? What is something that really keeps you up at night? I think when you are passionate of what you're doing every single day, like what, what it keeps me up at nights are two things. I always ask me, ask myself this question every single night. Did I did today what I wanted to do, what I like really love doing it? And if your answer is yes, definitely you're in the right track. Definitely you want to, you want to wake up the next day and, and keep doing that. Right. And, and, if in the balance, like most of the day you did something that you're not happy, you're not comfortable, definitely you have to, like, you have to, you have to change your, 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 your course. Or you, have, you have to do something else. So what keeps me up at night, it's making sure that I'm doing what I love. And what I love is first spending time, uh, quality time with my family, then creating products that make at the end of the day, everything that we have done, even it's game or for enterprises or for customer, for user, for whoever we, we have done product for, it's always to make life fun and simple. Like uh, we want, like we are passionate about making things simpler. Like, like I think society, some part of a society has made life harder and harder like complicated and complicated and and we don't want to run in that direction we want to make things easier more productive helping uh, more fun so so if at the end of the day my balance uh it's i'm doing the things that i love that I, it's making products in my case it's through technology because it's what i what i like the most making life uh, more fun and, and simple that's that for me, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I call it, I call the day. Like that's, that's a perfect day for me. That's great. Another question that I wanted to ask you is let's just, just create the scenario in which in three or four years from now, you, you have the option of being in the cover of a magazine, right? If, if that were the case, what would you, what would you want your company to be known for you or your company? That's a great, that's a great question. Uh, I would love to people to know and understand that whatever that we're doing and whatever that I'm responsible or what I'm doing is to make things easier, not, not convenient. People confuse easier and simple with convenient. There are a lot of things that big companies in different industries and in different areas are doing to make, to make things more convenient for them, for their business, for their bottom line, for their whatever personal agenda or whatever and that's not necessarily the best thing to do for like for the society right so i want people to know that our company and me myself it's, it's doing whatever whatever we can do and whatever it's in our hand to make things easier simpler and make our make our life easier i mean we're supposed to enjoy life so why why make it harder sure that's true Thank you. Thank you, Eddie. So um, I wanted to stop right there and, and open it up for, for questions. Anyone in the audience who, can, who has a question, just feel free to write it on the, on the chat and then we can, I can ask Eddie. So we have one question here that I wanted to ask you that someone from, from the audience wanted to ask you is, is it better to work with your co-founders or take the lead in making things happen? How do you, how do you make decisions faster? Sorry, can you repeat the question again? So is it, is it better to work with your co-founders or take the lead in making things happen? Like what, based on your experience, how, how has, how's that? No, how has if, if the question is, if it's better to have a co-founder or, or do it by yourself, it's 100% better to have a co-founder. If the question is, and I, and I will explain why, but if the question is, even though you have a co-founder, you, you want to take the lead and, and lead the project, I mean, if, if that's your, in, your, in, in your nature, is that what makes you happy? Then, then yes, take the lead, but make sure that it's 
everyone understands that that's your role and, and everyone is okay with that. But definitely, either way, you have to always, uh, I mean, in on my opinion, have a co-founder and, uh, and rely on, on, on that person to, to make decisions. Number one, because it's, it's good to make decisions by your own. I, that, that, and that goes with the, with the same problem that we're, that we're doing. If you want to do things your way, then, then do, do something else. I don't know, do paint, like do paintings or whatever. Because, but if you want to build a company, you, you have to do things, the things that your customers want. Like, you know, between the, your boundaries and between your vision, but you have to do what your customer wants, not what your co-founder or what you want. Like you have something in your mind, but when you put it out there, no one wants to use it. No one uh, seems found it useful. So that's number one. That's why you have, you, you will want to have different point of view. And even though if you are alone or if you're taking the lead, you have to listen to your co-founders and then your, your customers. And, and on, on why to have a co-founder is because things are going to get hard. Things are going to get really, really difficult. And if you're alone, it's, it's harder to, to overcome that, those challenges alone. It's really hard. So if you're going to be a, so, a like solo founder, then find a very, very good uh, advisory board to, to help you in the, in, the, in the good. But even though advisory boards, are not going to help you that much. I mean, in the in the really 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 bad situations because they don't have a skin in the game. Like they, they give an advice, and an obje- objective advice. But you need you need some someone to like to support you in, in when things are are gonna because things are gonna get really really bad. Have you built a business by yourself in the past, or or you've always had co-founders? No. Yes, I always had co-founders. Okay. Great. Another question that we have here from Alejandro is, uh, what do you advise us to do in order to achieve a good balance between your business and your family? That's a good one. That's a tough one. There is, there is no formula. I mean, for some people working eight hours a day, for some others is working 14 hours a day during weekdays and then disconnect during weekends. So it's, it's a lie when, if someone tells you a formula, it's, it's a lie because I've seen things that, or like for me, that for me, I think it's, it, it's not going to work, that for other families or for other people, it, it works. So number one thing is that you have to be happy. Like you have to be happy with, with what you're doing and, 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 and with what you're doing at work and, and the time you're spending with your family. And I think a good rule of thumb to know that you're not having a balance, whatever it is, whatever, if it's one hour or 12 hours a day, is that when you become obsessed, like if something upset, like you have to be persistent, you have to be super focused, you have to like, don't quit. It's a thin line where it's a huge difference between being have greed and become obsessed. So when cross that line, definitely there is no balance, but, uh, but it's really hard. Like up, that's a, an aspect and that I've been following for a lot of years now. And I think that the COVID-19 situation has helped people to blur the line between uh, work and, and personal life. Because these things like this happens, like my daughter came in and everyone laughed and it was, it was okay. Uh, we, we took a pause for two minutes and then, and then continued. But five years ago, 10 years ago, if this happened, or about 10 years ago, we didn't, we didn't have video chat, but five, five, three, five years ago, if this happened, everyone was like, oh my God, look what happens to him. He's, he's not a good employer. He's not, he's, he's not focusing up. Like, and, and it's not like that. I mean, you, you're, you're the same person. You're, you're the same Juan Pablo. You're the same Eddie in different environments. I mean, uh, you're not totally different. Yes, you behave differently with your coworkers and with your family and with your friends, of course. You're, you're not behaving the same when you're going to the beach and then when you're going to an opera concert. But, but it's, it's, it is, it's one life. It's not like you have different lives. So there is, no rule of, there is no rule that you have to work this amount of hours and that amount of hours. Definitely don't, don't become, the obsession is, is never good that definitely you broke the balance and you only have one life. It doesn't matter if you're at the beach or at, at home or working at home or, or in a meeting. 
Yeah, the obsession point that you're raising is also tied with what you mentioned before with the uh, done is better than perfect quote, right? One of the questions that we have here is, uh, which is an interesting one, the, the pandemic is creating new habits, right? So which, which of those do you think will stay after the crisis? That's a, that's a, that's Definitely a working, working, a lot of people and companies are gonna do remote working way, way more, like 100%, like company has, has seen uh, productive increase or stay the same, uh, also reduce some costs, also service, uh, are, are telling that a majority of the people prefer to work from home now. So I think it's a little bit early to tell, but um, if I if I will have to pick one, uh, it's definitely the, the working remotely, we're gonna see a lot. And and also the companies and, and, and people who are like in the, the decision makers that were afraid to embrace technology, embrace e-commerce, embrace like, you know, those kind of uh, uh, concepts, the situation forced them to do it now. So a lot of people are, were afraid to know, um, we're not gonna go to e-commerce or direct to consumer approach because if it fails, I'm gonna lose my job. Right now, if you don't do it, you don't lose your job, you just you lose the company. So so definitely the, the chief that probably it will take five, seven, 10 years, now it's, we're gonna we we cut it in in a half or or a quarter. I would say those two trends, the speed or, or accelerate companies becoming are more online with more online presence, and remote uh, remote working. Yes. Yeah, and and also I mean aside from any any from the work environment like stuff like exercising at home or or any other type of consumer behavior. I mean that's why companies like Peloton are skyrocketing right now. People are trying, are trying the work, uh, the workout at home. And, and I've heard that a lot of people have been liking it. Most probably gyms will, will suffer from this too in the long run, right? Another, another really interesting question that we have here is, uh, how do you inspire your team in, in difficult times like this one? That's, that's a question that if you, if you ask me that question, like maybe three, four or five years ago, I, I wouldn't know how to answer, but, but Today, we, I mean, we learn in the doing the our pivot from from mobile gaming and, and this um, enterprise marketing digital marketing company. We learn the importance of having a vision in the company and and, and culture and value set within the company, because when in doubt, when things are gets difficult on 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 when you have to make a hard decision, if you stick to the values of a company and the vision of a company, most of the time, like 99.9% of the time, you're gonna make the right decision. Even, and when I say the right decision, is I'm not saying that things are gonna go the way you want it to go. <laughs> so what I'm saying, the right decision is the right thing for the, for the company, even though the, the you don't got that juicy deal that, that it could, make you more money, but this was gonna deviate you from, from your end goal. So, so on the way you inspire your, your, um, your team is to remind them every day why they are doing what they're doing and, and, and what is the best way to do it, stick to your values, stick to your vision. Doesn't matter what happened, we, are gonna, we want to make things better, we want to make things easier, we're, we want to save uh, our customers time, we want to make, um, make them or help them make more money. So by doing this, 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 and that. So if you stick with that, first you have to set your, your vision and, and, and like feel it and, and, and um, agree with that vision and then the values, of course. But after that, when in doubt and in difficult times and, and whatever, you have to follow that vision. Great. Um, so you have started more than one company. Fastman is not the first one. As, as we talked, do you have a secret or a special recipe for coming up with new ideas and being able to follow through? Is there a recipe? Because, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a very good observer and listener. I remember that the, when I was like, I don't know, 16 years old, my, 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 my father had always been an entrepreneur. He has been a business owner. 
So, so when I was like 16 years old, I, he invited me to a, like a board meeting of one of his uh, companies. And of course I was 16 years old. I won like the average age of that meeting was, was like 50 year, 50 years old. So, and, and my father told me, you, I'm inviting you to, to, to learn and et cetera, et cetera. But the, the number one thing that you're going to do is listen. Don't say anything, even though you want to like give ideas and blah, blah, blah. You are young, you're fresh, you have that energy. But don't say anything. Listen, listen, listen. Truly listen. So, so that is sticking in my mind. And, and, and that's something that I, I it's in, in my personality. I always listen and, and I'm a good observer. So I'm always trying to catch things that are not working. Oh, hmm, maybe this, we can do it better. Maybe this, oh, this, this, there is a, a, a flaw here in, in there. So, because I'm in, in constant observation mode, you, you see um, opportunities, uh, you see um, room, for, uh, uh, room for, for improvement. So that's my main source of, uh, of ideas. Like, Hmm, I saw that the other day and it's taking my mind and listen to what this person was saying. Oh, I have a problem doing this, this and that. Hmm, okay, so you have a problem, how can we solve it? So it's always um, paying attention of what people are doing, are saying, are, and what are, they are not doing it. So another question here is, what are the major, major challenges you have experienced in expanding to Latin American countries? Sorry, uh, you cut off a little bit. What are the major challenges that you have experienced in expanding to Latin American countries? I don't know if, if you've done this with, with FastFind. I, I, I yes. yes. People tend to think because we're Latin America, we speak the same language. We all like soccer. <laughs> People think that uh, yeah, we're all the same, but no. That one of the main things that uh, countries in Latin America do different is doing business. Like, yes, we speak the same language. Yes, we all like uh, soccer and telenovelas, probably, yes. Uh, and and uh, we have a beautiful uh, woman, but yes, but, uh, uh, but that's all the common things. But the uncommon things is the way that uh, people do business. And, and it was a little bit of uh, a surprise for me when, when we like, hey, let's go to Mexico and try to do business. No, but the way we do business in Mexico is this, this and that. Uh, people work in different like hours. They launch at different hours, and, and in Argentina it's different. And in in Chile and Peru, uh, Colombia, people are very very friendly, very polite. Um, so so you have to you have to know you, you know, like you, you have to know your pay attention to the details, like learn, like actually learn. Don't go there thinking that because you're already doing business in Mexico and Colombia, you can do business in Argentina that easily. So. So that's a, that's a challenge, yeah. yeah. And, that's, and, that's, and that's very true. Me being from Argentina, and, and I mean, as we were mentioning before, living in Miami, we get to see, to get to meet a lot of different people from different places in South America. And, I, and it, does, it does make a difference. Yes. Um, we have a couple of minutes left. Uh, we have a, a, a really interesting question. So maybe we can, if, if, there's, if anyone wants to write more questions, please uh, feel free. Uh, this one is, how do you see your company in five years? Yes, as I said, uh, we are trying to personalize the experience or the digital experience after you click an app. Like you are into, into shoes, into watches, into clothes, into sports, whatever you are into when you click an app, our, our, our vision is to make that experience as personalized, as, as tailored for you, as relevant for you as possible. Um, we know that we are very, very confident that we can achieve that the level of personalization that we want. And in five years, I see the company definitely being an, an industry leader, a pioneer in making that post ad experience very, very, very well tailored. Precise. Exactly what Amazon or Netflix did when you when you go to your Amazon account, you see products that more the more you use it, the more products you see that. Um, are, um, are are for you same as Netflix. The more TV shows that you watch, the more more shows they recommend you. So following the same like path or the same line of thoughts, we want to do it. But for the experience that you that you get after you click on that, great, great. So yeah, 
Eddie, thank you so much again for, uh, for your time, for telling us a little bit about your experience, about what you've built. It's, it's truly amazing. I've known you guys and, and the company for, for quite some time, and I've always been super impressed with, with what you've done. I'm a big fan of FastMind, and I'm sure a lot of people that, that were present in this call will be after this call. So <laughs> thanks again for, for your time, and we'll stay in touch. Thank you. No, thank, uh, thank you. I mean, again, the Lab Miami, thank you, Endeavor. Uh, thank you, Juan Pablo, that not, not only for, for making, um, on all the Endeavor team for making this possible, but especially uh, for you, Juan Pablo, that uh, has helped us a, a lot since, since, days one, since day one that we became an Endeavor entrepreneur. And, um, and also, I want to say thank you to everyone who, who joined us today, everyone who, I, I know that we have uh, Zoom saturation uh, these days and there, there is always a webinar, there is always a, a Zoom meeting. So, so I want to really thank you everyone to, to be here today and, and, and definitely, uh, I mean, you can, you can always contact me on, on LinkedIn or social media or my email, it's eddie at thefastmate.com. Any question, anything that we can have to support other entrepreneurs or, or local businesses or, or entrepreneurial ecosystem here in Miami, I'm, I'm always uh, open and, and you can definitely co uh, contact me for, for anything. Uh, thank you again. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Like what you just heard? If you would like your business or platform to be mentioned on our podcast, we now have sponsorship options available. Email us at podcast at thelabmiami.com for a spot on the Big Idea Box. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review the Big Idea Box podcast. And remember, always share with a friend. Stay connected and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Big Idea Box.